Thank you for downloading this Desenio podcast. For more podcasts, visit desenyojournal.com. Each September, the Maisonnet Objet Fair in Paris selects a designer of the year, a practitioner whose designs resonate across interior architecture and whose output merits closer attention. It's a prestigious commission, with laureates invited to design a pavilion that serves as one of the centrepieces of the fair, providing both a moment of respite for visitors and a platform for critical engagement with contemporary design discourse. This year, Maisonnet Objet have recognised a design studio rather than a single designer, awarding the Belgian duo Fien Muller and Hannes van Severen of Muller van Severen the title of designers, plural, of the year. The studio has become known for their furniture collections that are at once boldly colourful and minimalist. They play with object typologies, collaging different objects together and combining materials in imaginative and sculptural ways. Their pavilion at this year's fair is called Oasis. The Oasis will be filled with objects and furniture from Muller van Severin's past projects, as well as new works which are being launched at the fair. Hello, Fian and Hannes. You established Muller van Severin in 2011, and you're now widely recognised as contemporary designers, but your background is actually in art. Could you speak a bit more about how this practice informs your current work and how you got into design in the first place? We, we come from uh, the visual arts, and by accident we started making functional objects. Um, so we were very free uh, without prior knowledge and set to work like ignorant children uh, without awareness of what was going on in the design world. But however, we were both actively uh, engaged as, as visual artists and questioning the reality around us. And I usually started from a familiar object into which I made an intervention so that an, a new reality arose. Mm. Mm -hmm. And um, I made installations from collected objects, um, materials, food, uh, the things I found around me. And I used the space as a canvas and the objects I found as, as paint, actually. There were collages of um, separated things which did not really have anything to do with each other in terms of function or meaning, but made sense to me in terms of form and in terms of color. And everything placed together like modern still lives. Mm -hmm. But uh, still, we start from an, an interesting material, or, or for us, a surprising mix of, of materials uh, with an interesting shape, texture or color, and determine a way of working to shape it into a functional object. Yeah, we built an identity, that I think, <laughs> that is apparently very um, recognizable too. And it's that, um, it's that mix of things that has built um, a trust with the audience. So it sounds like you've stayed very true to the way that you work with your practice. How has the design world at a wider level changed during the time that you've been running your studio? And has this impacted the way you work at all? 
Yeah, I feel the large public in general has become much more interested in design and interior design, I think. Um, it can be more special and authentic now and less gray and sleek, maybe. People are also buying a lot more color and organic forms than they did before, I feel. Um, and they are more open to experimental things. So you're the designers of the year for the upcoming edition of Maison and Objet. And for part of that, you're hosting a retrospective that's been described as a cocoon exhibition. Could you tell us a bit more about the concept for the cocoon, what attracted you to it, and how will that play out when it comes to the exhibition design? For us, it's it's more of an installation, um, a retrospective. I find quite loaded word and usually for people at the end of their careers. <laughs> but um, we, we not only look back, but also show our newest designs. Um, and our exhibition is called Oasis. Um, it's a scenography inspired by a walk through a selection of objects through our path we have traveled in the last 12 years and with very new uh, and pieces from also the beginning. And we created a landscape actually inside a room. Uh, it's, it's enclosed by four walls and, and also a ceiling and it's accessible only through three openings and inside three islands that act as pedestals but that also refer to the oasis we created inside our own sp space in, 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 in the no man's land Evergem where our house and atelier and garden are linked in like a triangular relationship with a, a path in between and away from the noise, the highway and the commerce. So it's a, a little bit like uh, yeah. reflecting our place uh, inside the fair. I think we always make uh, more um, compositions rather than exhibitions. Um, we still work in the same way as before, but now our designs are the players who connect everything. Um, along with the, the scenography, of course, and um, they should form like a painting or a drawing in, in, in space. And I hope when people come, uh, will come, they, they, they enter our world and, and enjoy it. <laughs> and that was an interesting point you brought up about how retrospectives are generally considered something that happens at the end of a career rather than right in the middle of it. How did it feel to look back on some of your earlier pieces? Were there any reflections or themes or patterns that emerged when you looked at them together? We don't look at them um, from a distance because it's like 10 or 12 years ago we made it. It's the same as our new work for us. It's, mm -hmm. it's not... But it's we... not something that just ends or begins uh, we we love to see our work together and we consider it as a family and they are all related to each other and it does not stand still it's it's going on it's like always knitted and from one thing comes another 
Do you feel that embracing playfulness and amusement are very important for design today? You mentioned that people have become a lot more comfortable with colour. I think our work lies between being tamed and breaking out or uh, between being wild and being calm. Yeah, we use tight frames, but wild things can happen in them. Um, the color also adds a kind of extra dimension that goes along with the shape. Like two the same objects with a totally different color become two different objects for us. We do not consider our design to be, be joyful and amusing. But um, by using color, we do not mean to cheer things up. It's, it's, it's more about making an object have a certain appearance, a certain atmosphere. And it's true that more color is being used in contemporary design. And as mentioned earlier, people are actually buying objects with, with, uh, with distinct color even now. Uh, and color is also uh, hopeful in this strange time, I think. Mm -hmm. And color is also um, for us uh, like a material. It's something, um, it makes an object have a character. Like um, we can make a whole family of a series, but then like a material or color can make um, another personality with the same genes. It's about character, I think, also. And you mentioned material there and color as a material. How do you choose the materials you work with, especially with your original art practice, focusing on the familiar or with found objects? Is that something that you bring forward when you select? The materials for your current pieces? The fascination uh, for beauty in a, in a material is something we both have, I think. But I think also that's normal or necessary when you design objects. Um, it is the fascination for the, actually for the ingredients with um, which you make your work. So uh, material can be cold or warm, can be um, weak or strong, but you have to get know it before you start working with it and you 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 have to 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 use the benefits also i think we like to to work with like very honest and sturdy uh, material um, we also don't like to to like for example brass we don't like to varnish it we um then it's it's also um um having a, a, a patina at, at the end so yeah. um, in the beginning it's it's hard to see like the first spots appear but um, it's 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 um, at the end it becomes uh, very beautiful um, if you varnish brass I think it's like you see like it's it's a layer yeah that's what we want to avoid I think mm -hmm. um, at the end it becomes something like really um, honest and with a patina like uh, like also um, life is mm -hmm. yeah. but um, it's also um, like for example um, the marble is it's a, it's it's a highly violet um, but we use them a bit in a slightly different way. I think it's about how you use the material also. We see them 
for example, the marble as plates full of paintings and drawings. That and that's what we also want to show. Uh, like marble is a heavy and and very fragile material, but we show it light and and rather uh, strong. I think mm -hmm. so. But it's not only the, the mm -hmm. choice of the material, but it's also the way you you mm -hmm. you work with the material, of course. We also often use materials that the light plays with. Light is very um, important in our work too. It's also a sort of material. That interest with materials looking lived in, I think, is really interesting because we're beginning to understand that always buying things new is not very good for the environment. Is that part of how you think about your pieces, that they should become heirlooms, that they should become something that looks very lived in? I think it's it's just normal. It's it's something. Um, it's life. It's yeah. life. Um, everything is getting older, and you can deny life in 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 an object too. An object became becomes more beautiful when it has some life in it mm -hmm. and, and some some personality also. His his own history. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. With your background in. Art, how do you merge those disciplines with design, with architecture? Has that always been a natural process or is it something that you've had to work at to combine? So mm -hmm. it's a combination of a lot of things, sometimes very intuitive and sometimes very technical and rational. Uh, we both come from a family of artists where different facets uh, were practiced. Um, we have seen a lot in our childhood. <laughs> we have both uh, followed art in school um, and we met each other. <laughs> and all those things um, have come together in what we do today, I think. Um, yeah, like I said before, the fascination for beauty in a material is something we both have. Um, it's a lot, um, um, the fascination of, of design, um, of, of bringing things together, how we live. Um, it's, it's, um, all these things are important mm -hmm. in, in our work. So it's, it's, it's a mix of all those things and mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a constantly uh, evolving, a thing. evolving thing and also a dialogue we have uh, with each other. We live together, so we show each other things we found interesting. Uh, we um, go to museums together, mm -hmm. but also we go to the market together mm -hmm. and sometimes see interesting things. So it's it's that dialogue that, that also is very important, I think, in our uh, work we do together. Mm -hmm. I think in our work you can feel like also sculpture, but also um architecture and 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 architecture has always also been very important in our work like um to always have like the 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 the, the right presence in a room um it's like also sometimes i think we are creating our objects and seeing it as a sculpture but i also think it is a little bit like little architectures and your work often plays with the 
form of the furniture typologies that you work with themselves. So you'll combine a lamp and a table or create two chairs that are facing each other but are combined into one. And how how do you approach that way of working with furniture? Where does that come from? Um, the combination um, of different functions was already present in the first exhibition in Antwerp. Uh, 2011 um, uh, the table plus the lamp was the first piece in um, this series and it was because we didn't have an electricity an electricity point above the table in our living room so at that time it was a solution to a problem we had and then we, we found it very interesting and um, a drawing followed quickly a rough one-to-one model too, and um, we immediately felt a lot of potential in this design. So it was the beginning of many designs later. And indeed, we sometimes want to review the typologies by adding or also omitting things, with um, things to combine and put together. There is also more to sculpt, we think. Uh, so by adding um, a lamp to a rack, you are also more involved in making it present in the room. Um, you can rotate the lamp um, from the rack above a table, for example. So you get dialogues and make installations in the room because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. And that is often what interests us the most. Um, um, and then later, in uh, 2012, we made this series called Future Primitives, where we only um, made sculptures of, or, or objects with different functions. So we then thought more about how people relate to each other when sitting. Um, for example, with double-cost seat, we almost force people to talk or to look to each other. Um, and we think this is a, a romantic thought. <laughs> and uh, in installation S, uh, we combine um, a rack, a table, a seat, and a lamp. And um, you can use the installation together. One can read something, the other sit at the table, but the lamp must be shared. And that's um, it's a lot of uh, function in one element and um, it's a lot of romantic too i think and uh, a lot of transparency also am i correct in thinking that future primitives will be on show at maison and objet we will show like um, from almost every um, series we made like some pieces not all of n- them. Not all of them. So we make a selection of uh, of pieces uh, that we show in this installation we made. How do you feel they form a dialogue with some of the other pieces that will be there? I think you'll have some commissions, your vases for Bitossi, your rug for Kvadrat and the Valerie Objects floor lamp. Did you feel that they were in a particular conversation with each other? Yeah, for sure, because we we are the makers <laughs> of them, <laughs> and um, and also because for us, everything we do is it's sometimes very small or um, 
like pepper and salting uh, or it is like something super exclusive for Galerie Crea for example it's we 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 put it on the same uh, level it's it's all as important as as each other so um so um we take it uh, um, all very serious mm -hmm. when we start working on something we choose the material or a mix of materials and we give ourselves like an assignment to limit what we can do and that makes it easier to make choices and and you can force yourself into a team to to define a boundary and we feel very free with a team that we impose our, on ourselves because within that team you can be very free and but you also have to think much more sharply in order not to repeat yourself and and come up with new solutions every time and for example for the bitossi vases the material was obvious and it was yeah it was clay and we wanted to work with a high gloss animal layer also so we determined that we would work around vases and because we were at the airport and only had uh, an a4 paper with us we decided to give all the vases a basic shape in the form of that a4 and we decided to limit our assignment even more and concentrate only on the base of the vase so and and give it a different shape each each time and and when we uh, were back in our studio we started working with hundreds of of, of a4 sheets and and did some research in how to make like the most interesting feet and at some point you get to a point where where you run out of ideas and get stuck or repeat yourself and then the possibilities are exhausted and and then it's time to make a selection of of the form that are most in, interesting to us and 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 we also determine uh, the color that go best with with a particular shape and then what remains for us is a family. I love that. And I suppose an A4 piece of paper is the ultimate familiar object and a found material in that case. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Vian and Hannes. And we're really excited to see Oasis at Maison et Objet. You've been listening to a Disegno podcast. For more podcasts, visit designojournal.com. This podcast was made for and supported by Maison et Objet and produced by Evie Hall, edited by Lara Chapman and hosted by me, India Block. Our music is by Zapsplat.